Hello and welcome to another episode of the Juggle is Real podcast. If you are a loyal listener, I'm so grateful that you are back for more. And if you are brand new and this is your first episode, I am grateful that you are checking us out and I look forward to sharing more with you. I am really, really excited and enthusiastic about our guest today and the topic that we're discussing. Um, we're going to be looking at doing the inner work and reparenting our inner child. And for this episode, we have the amazing, the incomparable expert, a fellow podcast host of which I am a true fan and have found so much value and help and support from the Balanced Parent Podcast. Her name is Dr. Loya Froyan, and that is a mouthful. Dr. Laura Froyan. I am, I'm so grateful that she's sharing some time with us today. She has her PhD in human development and family studies, um, also has a specialization in couple and family therapy. Laura combines trauma-informed practices with the latest in child development research to help families find more peace, calm, and connection. Um, and I'm totally here for that. I'm sure you are too. Uh, Laura teaches conscious parenting and communication with heaping doses of grace and compassion through her podcast, as I mentioned, The Balanced Parent. And she also has some courses and programs. So I, I really just want to delve in and, and look further into this topic of doing the inner work, learning how to reparent our inner child. What does this mean? Um, how is this going to benefit us in our busy and full day-to-day -day lives? Laura's going to share more. So with that being said, let's get started with our chat with Dr. Laura Froyan, and let's just delve right in. Welcome to the Juggle is Real podcast. I'm your host, Andreana Gonko. I'm a career-driven mom of three boys who went from burnout to finding balance, and I am on a mission to help other parents enjoy the juggle of work, family, and everything in between with a little less stress and a lot more ease, joy, and fun. What do you think? Are you with me? Let's get started. Before we get started with our interview, let me just mention something quickly. Now, you may know that one of my well-being pillars is to, um, to discard as part of maintaining better balance. And when I say to discard, you know, sometimes this means getting rid of things being the best way to care for yourself and, and letting go of old ways of thinking or old ways of doing things and simply non-productive habits. And, you know, over the summer, one way that we are doing this, you know, discard and letting go is by reducing our screen time as a family. And in order to do, to do this, we're going to start a new and fun hobby with puzzling. You know, it's, it's creative time that we are engaged in as a family, but even just for me, it allows me that sort of free space to let my mind wander and, you know, just kind of put the to-do list on hold for a few minutes. It's, it's, it's really fun and it's something that everyone can get involved in. We have been working on 1000 piece puzzles from Ravensburger and the one we have started is called the Forgotten Arcade. It's part of an abandoned locations uh, series and my boys have really been 
enjoying it. They've coined it the spooky puzzle. So if you are looking to discard by picking up a new hobby through puzzling, you can get your own Ravensburger puzzles from your local toy store. You can grab one on Amazon and some designs are available at Indigo as well. This summer, I'm all about making life easy. And that means simplifying. With the kids at home and working from home, I'm doing more, but definitely not doing it all. And of course, I'm still making time for me in the mix. Some things that are helping with this include chopping fruits and veggies in big batches so round-the-clock snacking can be quick and healthy, hiring our neighbor's teenage son to play outside with the kids for about an hour a few mornings a week, time blocking my schedule so I'm only focused on one task at a time, and pairing back on my makeup routine so that I can go from working to playing with the kids seamlessly. And for this one, I've chosen the Rimmel Kind and Free Collection because it's lightweight and sheer. It's infused with vitamins and aloe vera, so it feels good on my skin throughout the day. You can pick up the Rimmel Kind and Free Collection, including the moisturizing skin tint foundation, wherever you get your makeup. Now let's head back to the show. Laura. Welcome to The Juggle is Real. I am so, so, so happy to have you on. Can you just get us started and tell us about yourself? Well, first, I just want to say thank you for having me. Um, you have a beautiful podcast and a beautiful community here, and I just feel really honored to get to spend a little time with you. So thank you so much for having me. It's um, truly our pleasure. Our pleasure. Oh, yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah, I'm I'm Laura. I, I, I have my PhD in, um, in human development and family studies, but the reality is, is most of what I've learned about parenting, I've learned from my kids. I've learned from the act of doing it and growing up alongside my children. Uh, you know, the the world of research hasn't quite caught up to, to the conscious parenting world. And so I love taking what I know to be true of child development and then helping parents really tune in and listen to their intuition, um, to their own inner world, their own inner family, and uh, to their children who really are the experts on themselves. Uh, and that's what I love doing. So. Um, I have, a, I have two kids, they're nine and a half and seven. Uh, we were just talking before we hit record that I'm loving middle childhood. It's so awesome. My kids are fierce and beautiful and wonderful human beings. Um, I have a great partner, a uh, wonderful husband. Uh, and we live in Madison, Wisconsin, which means we've got great weather and we love being outside as a family. Um, we spend almost all of our days year round outside. <laughs> Oh, that's awesome. Great cheese too. Great oh. cheese options. Oh my gosh. Great Good charcuterie cheese. boards. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> oh, we, we do make a mean charcuterie up here in Wisconsin. <laughs> love it. I've never been and I, I it's definitely on, on my list of places I would love to to hit up for sure. Definitely um, come in the summer. It's beautiful. Summer. Yeah. <laughs> Unless yeah. Well, you like I'm, to ice fish. <laughs> I'm in I'm in northern Ontario, so I know all about winters. So when it comes <laughs> to exploring, I, I tend to to veer to the the destinations that don't have the ice and snow <laughs> but it's I beautiful here where i am it. too it's totally it's it's very livable here um in july in in northern ontario where i am um i'm i'm really grateful to have you here on the show because i am a fan of of your podcast as well and i've i've gained really really valuable insights and just 
felt really supported in in my parenting and and how I approach you know how I am reacting sometimes and responding and just kind of going back and forth between you know how I want to to parent how I was parented myself and you know how my partner you know those thoughts that he has as well you know and it's this 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 really fluid and and constant um exploration that we're on which your podcast really beautifully um helps to helps parents navigate I feel and the topic for this episode is to look at doing the inner work for ourselves, which I think is so, so vitally important. But before we hop into that, one of your main areas of expertise, both educationally and experientially is with conscious parenting. So before we kind of dive into the inner work, I wanted to just start by getting your thoughts on conscious parenting. It's maybe one of those those buzz topics that people are hearing about more or they're intrigued about or they've started doing their own research or perhaps they're trying to live themselves but um for those who might not be as familiar and just to kind of set us off how would you describe what uh, conscious parenting is how do you describe it to your clients and and how maybe you can give us some examples of how you live it with yourself and your family absolutely so conscious parenting is really different than other kind of parenting labels like respectful parenting or peaceful parenting or gentle parenting where you have maybe a set of guidelines for how to approach difficult moments with your kids. Conscious parenting is more of a a way of being with yourself and with your kids in the moment and as you reflect back on moments with your children. Um, It's about becoming aware of the lens through which you view the world and that lens is informed by your past experiences with your own family growing up, with your teachers, with your peers and your friends and with our broader culture. Uh, We all are coming up in this cultural soup that um, unfortunately hands us things that we aren't always aware of. And we have a lot of unconscious programming as a result of our experiences and the way our beautiful brains make sense of the world. Um, And conscious parenting is bringing the unconscious, our our kind of immediate responses and reactions, our, our biases, our internal narratives, our stories that we're telling ourselves to the forefront, becoming aware of them and starting to work and move with them consciously. Um, and it's also looking at our ch- children through that lens seeing our children clearly, stripping away the, the things that we might you know, have coloring our, our interactions or the way we view them and really starting to see them and helping them make sense of the world um, and craft a narrative for themselves that's based in the truth of their goodness and of their unconditional lovability. Um, most of us come up through through our lives getting the message that there's some things about us um, that put our lovability at risk, that make us unlovable or not good enough or unworthy. And then we work really hard to either push those things to the side or combat them. And those are big driving forces for us as a, a human species because relationships are absolutely paramount to us feeling um, safe and connection is huge to that. And if we are not you know, worthy of connection, that's really scary to us as humans. And so we do a lot as, as humans um, for our own survival that sometimes isn't exactly what we want to be doing. That's when those automatic reactions come out. My biggest one personally in my own life um, is with frustration. Um, so 
when my kids are working on something that's hard and they start getting frustrated with themselves and the whining that <laughs> I can't do it and the slamming of pencils down, that sort of thing. You, do you know what I'm talking about? Oh, no, I've, I have no idea. No, <laughs> yeah. no. Yeah, definitely. Well, that one come, like makes me start feeling really anxious, start my heart starts beating kind of this warm flush kind of comes over me it's a trigger for me and um if i'm not very careful i will hear my mother's voice come out of my mouth stop that right now <laughs> and that's what i heard growing up um luckily for me i knew that that trigger was coming for me because i saw my mom do it to my niece when she was two before i had kids and i was like oh Oh, that's why I can't handle frustration. Well, because I never learned. All I learned was stop it, stuff it down, don't show it. Um, so I started working on that before I became a parent. But that's that's what that's what I teach. This is what I love to do um, with my clients, and this is what I love to do with myself and with my husband, is take a look at what are those automatic reactions? Where are they coming from? What are they signaling to us? And where is that work actually? Because the work isn't with the kids and getting them to stop whining. The work is with us. Um, okay, so I feel like that was a long-winded oh, answer. Yeah, I'm sorry. I, I, sorry, I could just sit here nod my head all day, but because, yeah, like, I mean, I think think of that myself too. I mean, you, you really um, brought up something in me as well. I think that just the whininess can be a trigger for me. And yeah, I, it, we really have to look inwards to see, you know, why is it bothering us so much? And, you know, where is it stemming from? And I mean, this, is, I, I often say, I mean, the topics that we discuss or the, the reasoning behind why we might feel a certain way is not to put blame on on the reason or the person or, you know, your mom or anyone's parents or, or, you know, guardian or the way they were raised. It really is just to bring in that level of awareness to, to, to realize, okay, so this, this is one of the, the factors that has contributed to how I, you know, why I am here and, and who, who I am right now. But, you know, I have the, the ability now that I'm aware and, and conscious of it to decide whether I want to keep it or, or reframe it or shift or, or, or what, what happens after the awareness is brought in. Yes. Um, and so the more we can become aware of this, I think that the better we can equip ourselves with the tools we need to, to not be triggered. Um, so this just really goes hand in hand with the inner work. I feel like, um, and with like in my personal life, um, I've sort of been on this journey since experiencing burnout a few years ago, and it, it really had me stop in my tracks, you know, physically, like lit literally, but also, you know, take me on this journey of learning how to lead a more intentional life, learning how I, uh, how I want to, you know, show up in the world for my family, for my children. At the time I only had two boys. Now I have three and, and, you know, through, mindfulness and self-care I've been able to, to to lead more of an intentional life but with your work what, what you do and what you help shine a light on is working on our inner child doing that inner work that can help us to feel better lead a more connected life and this is really intriguing it's so fascinating to me um, do you think that you can expand on this for all of us I think we kind of have an idea but what is your inner, inner child how can it help us in our day-to-day -day lives like just let's let's get another rant going I would love to learn more absolutely well I just I want to thank you for mentioning that there's there's no no blame or shame to our previous generations um 
you know, oftentimes we hand down patterns and habits and re responses and reactions because those are the things that kept us safe, right? So my mom grew up in a home with an alcoholic father who was unpredictable and the, that type of outburst wasn't safe for her to have. Um, and so she learned at a very young age that that wasn't safe and she passed that safety message on to me. We're growing up and my kids are growing up in a different household and in a different time and they have they have different you know things they don't need that message of safety anymore and so it's safe for my family now my intergenerational family to release that story um, and that's what what we're doing and so in the moment when something like that happens when we recognize and have that moment of awareness okay here's a trigger here's where an old story that maybe isn't even my story that maybe is a story from a couple generations ago that science tells us is passed down through our nervous systems from, you know, mother to child, you know, father to child. It comes out in us in our day to day interactions with our children. And then we have that moment of awareness and then we get to choose. Is this something I'm going to pass on unconsciously or is this something I'm going to consciously heal in the here now, right now? for myself and for future generations of my family. And that's what the inner work is. And, you know, there's so many ways to do this inner work. Um, you know, there's uh, internal family systems therapy, where a therapist walks you through and helps you meet your, your kind of your inner family, the parts of yourself. Um, there's meditation and mindfulness. There's self-compassion based mindfulness, which is beautiful. Um, but most of these modalities all are really doing the same thing. They're taking a look at our inner narratives, our inner stories um, that we tell ourselves, um, that we use to protect ourselves, that we use to shield ourselves from pain or try to shield others from pain um, and start working with them directly. Uh, so I, for the way that resonate, has always resonated most with me is, is to start thinking about um, kind of personifying the parts of myself. Um, most of us have parts and we're not talking about kind of any kind of psychological issue where we have, you know, multiple personalities, but we do all have kind of, uh, you know, different yeah, parts of ourselves is the, the best word for it. You know, you think about like if you get an invitation to go to a party and it's been a long week and part of you really kind of just wants to stay home and hang and chill with your family, but the other part of you knows you haven't seen your friends and you're craving that interaction and you can kind of be of two minds. Do you know what I mean? Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. And so starting the, the inner work then is start for, for me when we talk about parts or inner children is starting to get to know the those parts. What is it the part of myself that the wisdom that this part has to share? Some of our parts like our inner critics can be really harsh when they try to share their wisdom. Um, they can be berating us. They can try to punish us the way we were punished when we were kids. And it's important to know that they always have our best interests at heart. You know, the part of us that says, gosh, I can't believe you said that. I can't believe you did that to your kids. I can't believe you raised your voice again. You're such a bad mom. You know, that voice is trying to help us. It knows that we've got a big goal on our hearts, a big change that we're trying to make, and it's trying to get us <laughs> to do better in the only way it knows how. And so then in the moments when we encounter these stories that are that are harsh or hurtful or protective, we can actually go inward and have a conversation with them. Thank you, my dear. You are trying to help me be a better mom to my children, and I see you. That is a good goal. And I know that it's hard to see me make a mistake, 
right? We learned that being perfect was the only way you're going to be worthy of love. And so that's scary. The truth is, is we don't have to be perfect anymore. We can put that aside. We know that even when we make a mistake, we're still lovable. Yeah, I know. It's hard to believe. You know, so these are the conversations that you can have in your head. And I know it sounds a little weird, but, and it can be awkward when you're first starting out doing it, um, but anything new feels awkward, right? If you are right-handed and you start trying to write with your left hand, that feels awkward too. It doesn't mean it's wrong or bad or not for you. It just means it's something new. You haven't done it and your muscles need a chance to get used to it. Um, so in the moment, it just looks like pausing for a second and acknowledging your story. If you're not really ready to talk back, you can just say, yeah, ooh, ooh, this is fear. This is worry. This is worry that I'm not a good enough mom. That hurts. That's scary. And just acknowledging it right then and there. And that often in and of itself is enough to release some of the emotions so that you can very clear, clearly see your child, the child in front of you and start interacting with them. And then if you're ready to take it a little bit deeper, I'm sorry, <laughs> Am I, I'm talking a lot. I no, I love this. Okay. I love this and it's, it really resonates with me because this is some some work that I have been doing and, and I, you know, I talk about it as judgment, right? But, you know, these things, but we don't feel like we're, we're worthy or we don't feel like we have the capacity. It really does stem down to how we're speaking to ourselves, um, how, you know, and whether it was how we were brought up through parenting or the, our peers. I know I have some, I, ha I had that I've been working through some really big judgments that stemmed from some, some girls in my class when I was in grade seven, you know? So it's like being able to, to look at myself at that age and be like, you know what, 12 year old Andrana, it's okay to be who you are. It's okay to, to stand out and, and just be, be that shining light that you really and truly are. And you don't have to dim that light. And so when we can forgive ourselves for, for these judgments, these critiques, you know, yelling at your, your child or having that, that blow up, whatever it is, you know, really looking inwards, finding that, 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 that peace within us, that's trying to help us and, and learning to forgive it. And, and, you know, having that, in, that conversation can be really helpful for me. I found, you know, journaling was, was really cathartic and, and truly writing out like the phrase, I forgive myself for judging myself as, and, and writing that all out. And then, and then putting in that piece for my new truth is like, this is, this is how I want to move forward. This is the person I am. This is who I want to show up as and, and, and replacing that judgment and, and kind of, um, you know, reparenting myself and, and teaching myself that way, which, which mm -hmm. I want to, I want to hear your next step. And I, I feel like it kind of has to do with sort of that whole reparenting topic, which is so interesting, you know, um, soothing that nervous system, making you feel better. Um, I, I want to hear what you want to say, uh, what you are going to get into, because I think as you've mentioned, when we do this inner work, when we're reparenting ourselves, when we're giving us ourselves that space uh, to just pause and reflect and and see everything in its in its true light for what it is, we can really change our relationships with ourselves, how we choose to parent our children, how we show up in relationships with our spouse, our family, our friends. It can really be so so life changing in so many positive ways. So keep going. I want to hear how I, I keep going on that train of thought. Yeah, absolutely. So I, I love that you're journaling, first of all. I think that that's so beautiful. And it can be so wonderful when you are journaling to have a picture.
picture of yourself at that age with you um, and almost let them do the journaling too because most of their fears and worries make complete sense. You know, most of the things that our six-year-old us were worried about or 12-year-old us or 16-year-old us were worried about make complete sense for where they were developmentally. And they likely didn't have a, an adult in their lives who was really hearing them and really listening to them. So if you want to take your, your journaling practice one step further, you can start reparenting yourself through journaling, through that process, if you like to journal, or just even drawing yourself a bath and having some quiet time with yourself and having that a little bit of that conversation um, where you're really the parent that you always needed. Um, you know, there's always the this saying to be the parent um, to your children that you needed. And really, we don't want to do that. We want to be the chi the parent that our current children needs on the outside. But really where the work is, is learning how to be the parent to our own inner children that we needed. Being that attachment figure, that solid, steady attachment figure with unwavering love. Um, and you know what the, the reality is, is that most of us had that parent and we just had a lot of miscommunications along the way. Um, my parents, you know, were humans and made lots of mistakes. But most of the time when we talk about those mistakes now as an adult, um, it's very clear that they thought were doing what they thought was best. They were attempting to communicate their unwavering love and support to me. And it just landed wrong on me for given whatever, you know, whatever time frame or, you know, phase I was in. Um, I wasn't receiving it the way they meant it. Um, and so there's lots of miscommunications that come up between parents and children. And it's our job now as the adult in the inner relationship to actually communicate very clearly to our own inner children. So being able to say, oh my gosh, it makes sense that there were these girls who were trying to dim their your light. It makes sense that they were doing it and it makes sense that you let them. It makes sense, you know, that, that you were afraid. It makes sense that you weren't brave enough right then. That was really a scary time and it's not your fault. That was, that's something that happens to lots of people. You're not alone in that. And I'm here to offer you grace and compassion. Um, and that conversation, that back and forth is really where healing happens. And that's what reparenting is. I think people get really intimidated by this idea of reparenting, like it's a thing you have to do, but it's actually something that just happens in the day-to-day -day moments. So it can happen when you're triggered by you know, a partner or things that come up in your business or your work life or with your kids, um, having that moment of awareness and then going inward and finding, okay, who's hurting here? Who's, who's taking over? Who's kind of driving the ship and what's their story and what support do they need in that moment? Just like you would with your kids if they were having a little bit of a meltdown or a tantrum, right? You'd figure it out. You'd get really curious and compassionate and kind with them and, and, and dig in a little bit. We can do that in the moment, but it's also just, just the, you know, the everyday moments of I spilled a glass of water and instead of berating myself for it, I'm just going to say for a second, whew, there's my humanity again coming out, making, making a mistake. Or, um, you know, if you forgot an appointment that you were supposed to go to, whew, yeah, making mistakes is hard. It's a hard part about being human. Oh, yeah, I know. I'm worried about what they'll think of me, but most likely they'll, they'll be kind. They'll only think kind thoughts. And if they aren't, that's okay. It's not really my business what they're thinking of me. You know, really having good self-talk, that's reparenting too. Um, 
it's acknowledging your feelings. Like my husband is going on a, a week long fishing and camping trip with his um, with his buddies. And I'm there's part of me that's so glad he's doing that. And then there's a part of me that says, when is it my turn? And my turn is coming up. It's coming up in August, you know, to get time away with my friends. But I'm jealous and resentful a little bit. And those are hard, hard emotions, emotions that I learned growing up are not okay to have that make me a bad person to having. And so part of reparenting is letting myself feel those things, sitting down with myself and saying, huh, yeah, I do feel jealous. And that doesn't make me a bad person. It makes sense that I would feel a little jealous. It makes sense that I'd want to break too. And I can still be happy for my husband and feel a little jealous all at the same still time. Still acknowledge it. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and so that's reparenting as well. You know, is just in the moment being there for yourself in a way that maybe you weren't, you know, and, and that's self-care. You know, I think we talk, I, you know, I, I'm sure we're aligned in this, that there's lots of ways we talk about self-care that are... Like things to do on a checklist, you know, things, you know, things to do instead of a way of being with yourself. And so being kind and compassionate with yourself, um, checking in with the little ones inside of you, those are all forms of self-care that are, are pretty easy to do on a regular basis. You know, just it takes no more than 30 seconds to check in with yourself. Um, we scroll, spend more time scrolling Instagram and TikTok. Um, yes. If we <laughs> took even one session, one scroll session as we're waiting in line in the grocery store, you know, out, out of our day and instead scroll through our, our little internal world, um, it's easy to, to work those things in. And that's, it doesn't have to be a big undertaking or 20 minutes of meditation or journaling. It can be very small little bite-sized pieces that you can put into your day. I think that's almost like the most beautiful part because we, you know, for, for, for those of us listening, we're thinking, oh, like, okay, well, here's another thing I have to another do. Like, to okay, do. Add, yes. add reparenting and inner work to the list and, you know, you know, take a seat type of thing. And, and it's really refreshing uh, to, to have that understanding of like, no, th this doesn't have to be, you know, another thing that you have to put into your schedule. It can be very basic. And a lot of, of, of how I, explain self-care I do provide a lot of examples in different categories of of what we can do but really what it all boils down to is loving yourself and yeah. and loving yourself first and and being able to be there for you as you know you being the number one person in your life who has your back and who wants you to be the best version of yourself and some cases you know, that might mean, you know, taking a bubble bath, which we all know is synonymous with self-care. I love Other bubble times, baths. I'm not going to lie. And, and I do too. I, I love mean, them. Like <laughs> there's a reason for it. There's a reason why it is what it is, but <laughs> it, it can be, you know, just, you know, thinking in your head and, and, and going over just how great you are and, and realizing that you are doing your best and, and having that compassion just as you would if, you know, your best friend called you or sent you a message and they were upset about how they reacted to a situation, that same grace and that same loving, you know, response that you would provide to your best friend or your sister, or whomever, you know, just allowing that for yourself, which takes no more than, you know, a few seconds of a text message. So, um, one or like uh, a, a little warm hand, like one that I love is just a little warm hand on my heart, just like 
you know, we, as moms, we get touched a lot, but not touched for ourselves, you know, for the most part, like when we're getting touched, it's because other people need something from us. And so yes. offering a little bit of that just to yourself, a little, just a little, <sighs> little love and warmth. It's just a beautiful little thing, you know, that you can it's do. So interesting that you say that because I've recently started doing that. Um, whenever I see like a time on the clock that is, you know, all the same number, which happens to me more often than not, you know, it's 11, 11, it's two 22, yeah. it's four 44. And so I, I very literally, like it's often, I look down at my phone and I see that's the time I, I stop. I put my hand on my heart and I just, I pause and I, and I just have that moment of gratitude for whatever is happening in the moment. I look around and I, you know, I, wherever I might be or whatever the scenario is. And it's kind of just, it, it happened once or twice. And then I was just like, you know what, this is, this is nice. Like this it's feels good. literally like two seconds. And I, I just hand to heart and I just take one deep breath and I just say, you know, thank you to myself for doing whatever I'm doing in that moment. It can be just that easy. So, um, yeah. if that is helpful, 11, 11, you know, make that Love wish, it. whatever you want to do, but hand on heart and just, you know, share that moment of gratitude with yourself. You know, it doesn't have to be writing out in a journal for 45 minutes. It could just be one brief pause. Right. It can be easy, right? It can be easy. And the other piece of it that I think that can be intimidating about inner work and reparenting is that it feels like it can be hard and heavy, but it actually can be fun and light and easy. This is something that I, I love talking about play. Um, if, if anybody follows me on Instagram, you know that we do a lot of play. Um, but the, there's a light side to reparenting and a light side to inner child work because our inner children don't want to be burdened. They're kids. They want to play and have fun. And our own children on the outside can be a beautiful invitation to that too. So when you're doing something and in the moment with your kids, allowing your own inner child to kind of see it through your eyes and delight in it. Maybe it's something that, you know, you're, you loved doing um, with your own parents when you were little and that you miss doing that with your kids and letting your own little ch child come out to play. Or maybe it was something that you saw your friends doing with their families that your family w wasn't able to do. And now you can letting them have that experience with you, through you, with your, your kids on the outside. It can be so much fun and wonderful. So it's not all heavy. It can be really light and fun too. I agree. And I think, you know, doing it with the kids, incorporating your family is, is so beautiful. Um, it can also be done solo. If you yeah. can carve out some space, like I talk about how you can nurture yourself and that's strictly by doing something that sparks joy, you know, like, and, and it might be like sketching or doodling or something that you enjoyed. Like when you were talking just now, like it made me think like, what were those things that I, I truly loved and would get lost in when I was younger, you know, and then it sort of made me laugh. Like I would do all sorts of different crafting projects and I would, you know, spend all my allowance buying like these wreaths and faux flowers and making, you know, all of these like wreaths for all my family members. And oh, it's just, it's just making me laugh thinking about it. But like, you know, these things that really did ignite us, uh, that we can now allow, you know, being an adult doesn't mean we have to be serious all the time. And I think having those short bursts of, of having fun, you know, we were just at 
on Great Wolf Lodge um, to <laughs> sort of have the end of the school year. And those water slides were every bit as fun for myself and my husband as they were for my boys, right? So yeah. allowing that for yourself, I think is so important. And and it, it really brings us back to consciously choosing to be in the moment, you know, yeah. and, and having that time for ourselves. And, and then it really just, you know, it doesn't have to be, you know, oh, I, I need to do this for my, my children. Like it just, it just becomes second nature, right? When they see you enjoying yourself, having that good time, seeing that joy within you, like it really does just radiate outwards and, and it, it, it snowballs. It, it, it's just infectious. Yes. And kids are so good at being in the moment. They're so good at it, right? They're so good at being fully in their joy, fully present for what's happening. I mean, they're good at being fully in the moment when they're upset too. You know, they're, they're really good at that. And I think that that's another gift that our inner children can give us. If learning from them, letting them lead us into that can be so helpful. Our, you know, our inner children, I, I don't, I'm probably older than you, but you know, we, I grew up in the eighties. We didn't have phones. We didn't have things that could distract us. My inner children are really good at being fully present, you know, and, um, they, they know, they know how to do that. And so a little bit of tapping in to, to that spirit, to that energy can go a long way with really bringing the level of presence and connection in your, with your family in the here and now, um, up and, it all happens simultaneously. So it's this is not something that you necessarily have to go and take a break away from your daily life. It's something that can happen in the moment of like, oh, I'm having this little bubble of joy. Yeah, that's my five-year-old. I did love going down <laughs> little slides when I was five. That was so cool. Oh yeah, and I'm gonna be here, right here with her, having her right here with me and with my kids and really experience that in the way that, that maybe as an adult, I, I'm not so good at anymore but my inner five-year-old is really good at it and letting them lead that and show us and teach us yeah no I think that's really really just lovely to hear and it for me personally like you know there are many things that my children are interested in that I really am not interested in just you know to be very frank and you know I don't really feel like playing you know Legos or you know you know or listening I, to I, I Minecraft do. and Roblox uh, yeah yeah like these things you know aren't necessarily the things that I would choose to do had I you know had open space in my day however when we're trying to when we think about it from that perspective of you know what would my inner child think or how would they respond or you know how can we tap into that to try to you know just reignite that joy and and I think that it brings a whole new level of of that excitement and that that fun and that that full embrace that's full circle you know you know consciously just being with your children as your inner child you know and just kind of having that that space to to go through it instead of just like, oh, okay, well, now here's a mess. We got pulling out the slime, and now, now I know there's a disaster. <laughs> it's like, no, this this kind of feels cool and squishy, and and like, you know, it, it, I understand why my children enjoy it so much, even though, you know, there's the Berber carpet upstairs that's totally ruined and it's going to be blue in the corner forever. But, <laughs> um, you know, kind of tapping into that that time to to just enjoy it sheerly for what it is and and not what the repercussions are after or not what the cleanup is after but just like getting into it and enjoying it I yeah. think that's kind of cool 
And it's, and it's, it's okay. You know, I think it's, it's okay to honor where we are now in our current stage of development. We're adults, you know, and honor the, the very real responsibilities and load that's on our shoulders, especially as moms. It's okay to honor those things too. And to figure out where is that line for me? And, you know, so it's okay if, like slime, I've never made slime with my kids because I don't want to clean that up. And that's honoring my, my adult self. I love our mud kitchen outside. You know, I love having them have that mud kitchen outside and I can just hose them off when they're done with it. And so we can get that messy play, that experience in ways that honor both my inner child and my current self. So it's okay. To, and it's okay for you and me to be different. It's okay for all of us to have different levels of kind of, okay, you know, what we're okay with. There's no one right way to do this. And that, I think that, you know, circling back to that being the, the really heart of conscious parenting is knowing for ourselves and being true to ourselves. It's the most compassionate and conscious thing I can do to acknowledge like, I can't stand walking on rice. And so I'm never going to let my kids play with rice in my kitchen. It's just is not like that is the most compassionate thing I can do for myself and for my kids, because a grumpy mom who's trying to clean up the last grain of rice is not a good mom to anybody else. You know, I feel you know. that way just about serving it for dinner. Like I <laughs> let it like harden up and get crusty before I'm sweeping it. So yes, I, right? <laughs> I, I, I like that. I like that. You know, it's really honor. Yeah, to truly honor. And then there's there's other moms who, you know, so, you know, uh, when my kids were little, we lived in a an apartment. We couldn't let them write on walls. That was just the reality of where we were. Um, when my um, sister had um, her last child, they lived in their own home and they could let her draw on the walls. And so now this daughter's bedroom is a mural of, of drawings and, and she's fine with that. They know one day they can repaint the walls and it's no big deal. And that would never, I don't, I don't know that that would have been okay with me. And we don't have to judge each other for that. That's just the awareness of in the moment, that's a yes for my sister and it's a no for me and it's okay. And acknowledging that, Hey, this is my yes. And, or this is my no, and I'm not going to override it for anything. I'm going to be here present with, with my own kind of boundaries and hold my family in those boundaries with kindness and empathy and respect and, and roll with it. Being good, being good with myself and being kind of, okay with who I am and not judging myself harshly for it and not trying to fit into some some box of what society or culture says we should be as parents that's mm. I mean that's really the heart of it is really being truly honest with ourselves about about who we are and what's okay with us um and then yeah. learning how to communicate that and hold those boundaries with empathy and kindness and compassion it's I mean Whew, that's it. That's so it's and it's not easy. It's hard work. I mean, it, yeah, it's, exactly. I mean, it's it's one thing to say it, it's another to do it. But I think this is such a great starting our off point just to to hear it. You know, the more we hear this, the more it will, you know, just be the norm. And for so many of us, and I am so guilty. I mean, the the cause of my burnout was trying to be the perfect mom, the perfect colleague, the perfect you know, everything. Right. And so it, it didn't have anything to do with my workplace necessarily, but the, 
the constraints that I put on myself and, and the judgments that I had that made me want to, you know, do so much extra that then led to, to that downfall, which was, which was a great experience in the sense that it's moved me to where I am now. Um, but just thinking about what you're saying in, in, you know, there is no right or wrong way of doing things. There is no such thing as perfect. And so the more that we can understand this, the less we're going to try to adhere to someone else's standards or their ideals or what we were brought up as being right or wrong. And, you know, we can just navigate it in the moment as we see fit, you know, under the, you know, the, the umbrella of love and respect and kindness and, and, and see where that takes us, which of course, you know, it's going to be a beautiful journey and, and just with really, lots of mistakes on the way, <laughs> like lots yes, of loads yes. of mistakes so lot, and forgiveness, forgiveness, and forgiveness through it. Yeah. <laughs> um, and, and I just wanted to touch on one more thing that, that kind of brought, was brought to my attention as you were talking is that the more that we forgive ourselves, the less judgment we hold against ourselves, the more we can consciously live in that moment and, and just be okay with you know, whether we are making mistakes or whether things go really swimmingly. For me, throughout this process in forgiving myself for those judgments, I don't really look outwards to see if anyone is judging me or I'm not looking to others and judging them, which I know that I have judged, you know, oh, you're serving your child that further stuff or you know what it is like, <laughs> I know I've done it. I'm certainly guilty. I'm not saying that they'll never judge anything ever again, but I'm, I'm, I, I notice it a lot less. Like I, I have no room in my day to judge others or to worry if I'm being judged, you know, and mm -hmm. I think that's another element of, you know, doing this inner work that it doesn't matter what's happening anywhere else because you're more at peace with who you are with who you're becoming and 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 the life that you're living so it doesn't matter if so-and-so doesn't you know agree yeah. with that opinion or you know it doesn't matter what you know you would have done you know with your other child five years ago like this is a really freeing experience as well absolutely and what you are just talking about are called psychological boundaries right the boundaries that we set with with ourselves mentally and internally what we let in what we let out what let, what we let influence us and that's i think one of the most beautiful forms of self-care too i think those types of boundaries are are beautiful self-care what a gift you give yourself when you hold those boundaries for yourself it's beautiful absolutely absolutely Laura, thank you so much for, for your time today. I, I, I truly appreciate it. I've, I've loved having this conversation. It's been like a little mini, you know, therapy for me as well. <laughs> it's been really, really wonderful. Just in closing and, you know, just looking to, and I don't want to say taking action because I don't want, again, people to think like, add this to your to-do list. But, you know, many of us are, are, are busy working parents. We've got full schedules, you know, kids home for the summer we might want to get started. We're not sure where to start. I know you've given us a lot of really helpful ways that we can do this, but just in closing, how do we start this process of doing the inner work? Yeah. So pick one time during your day, just one time where you would normally pick up your phone and scroll or check your email and instead just check in inside yourself check in and see if there's a body part that is a little stiff or holding tension, check in and see if there's some feelings that you haven't acknowledged that you've been blowing past. Just one time, 
It doesn't have to be long. It can be waiting at one checkout line or waiting at one red light in your car, but just do that one time. Um, another easy thing to do is when you're going to sleep, you know, that last few little minutes, just doing a quick little body scan or through your body, seeing if anybody has anything to say, if there's any thoughts or worries or fears that have come up through your day or things that you need to process. Notice if you go to berating yourself or using, you know, language that, you know, shame, blame, judgment that was maybe used on you as a kid and trying the language that you use on your own children or that you would use with a friend. Those are the two kind of easiest places to start. We all go to sleep, you know, we all have moments of pause in our day that are forced upon us, like waiting in line or waiting at a red light. And so those are, those are the times to start kind of hacking your life and using them for your benefit. Beautiful. I love that. I'm I'm doing this. This is like I'm working this into my day. It's going to be easy and it's going to be so helpful. Um, I appreciate your time so much. Uh, for those of us who are looking uh, to 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 learn more about you and and the work that you're doing, where can we find you? How can we, you know, tag along on uh, on your journey? Um, yeah, absolutely. Well, so I have a podcast called The Balanced Parent, um, and uh, that comes out every Tuesday. Sometimes Fridays I add in a bonus episode. Uh, and then I'm on Instagram uh, at Laura Froyan PhD. Um, so you can head over there and hang out with me. And I have a few you know, courses and opportunities to work with me too. So if you are interested in those things, your, your community can check them out or send me a message um, and I'll get you into the right spots. Beautiful. Yes, I'll, I'll put some uh, some links and stuff into the notes for this episode. Um, but Laura, thank you. I'm so grateful. I hope you have a wonderful summer with with your girls and the time that you get away with your girlfriends and, and everything else. And uh, I will be chatting with you in a little while because I will be a guest on your podcast coming up this fall. So I really look forward to that. Have a wonderful, wonderful, wonderful summer. Thanks for having me. <sighs> What a beautiful breath of fresh air that conversation was. I hope you enjoyed it as much as I did. And if you got value, received some some insights, or now have some little tokens of just action points that you can easily incorporate into your day like I do, can you do me a quick favor and let me know by writing a review for this episode, rating this podcast, honestly, and sharing this episode with a friend, someone who you think could really benefit and enjoy this discussion that we've had today. You can always find me on Instagram. My handle is Andriana G. That's A-N-D-R-Y-A-N-N-A-G. And you can visit me at andriana.com for more information, insights, workshops that are coming up and some personal development programming that uh, you can tap into for more. Until the next episode, I hope you are enjoying your life, taking good care and putting yourself first. Bye for now.